Three years ago, I gave a talk in Iowa, and I got a message from a pharmacy student saying, dude, I've been following you for a while. I didn't know you were around. I'm going to come by and hear you speak. Little did I know that this dude drove, what was it, two hours? Yep. Two hours to come hear me speak. This dude was a first-year pharmacy student, and I'm so excited because three years later, he is on rotations, headed to APHA headquarters, and he stopped in Pittsburgh, best city in the world, uh, to hang out with me and catch up. So in this episode, we're going to dive into the biggest things that you need to know to thrive in your career, things that you thought would work but didn't, and things that you wish you knew earlier so you could get farther, faster. Here we go. <laughs> How you doing, man? It's good to see you again. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. So this is uh, Keaton Higgins. You want to just give a little intro about where you go to school and uh, what, your, what your next steps are in pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. So thanks again for having me, Adam. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my name is Keaton Higgins. Um, I attend the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy. I'm a P4 or fourth year pharmacy student there. Uh, currently on rotations, uh, last year of rotations here. Um, on my way to Washington, D.C., as Matt, Adam mentioned, to uh, complete a rotation in association management with uh, American Pharmacists Association. Um, it's been one heck of a ride the last few years. I wouldn't change anything for the world. Uh, very glad to have met you that, that fateful day. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to an incredible year finishing up P4, my final year of pharmacy school, and uh, diving into my next career options. And it's always a little murky and always a little scary, but I'm excited about the future. Right now I have uh, a few things on my plate that I'm keeping in, in mind, uh, kind of debating back between uh, residencies, particularly administration residencies or association man management fellowships. Um, or any other curveballs that life decided to throw me. So just working through that process right now and enjoying the ride while I can. Awesome. So one thing, and, and this is not a uh, slight against pharmacy school. I'm a, I love pharmacy school. However, a lot of pharmacy students go through what the curriculum is and they follow it to a T, mm -hmm. but they feel like there's something more. They feel like they're meant for more, they're made for more. There's gotta be more quote than this. While there's lots of options in pharmacy. So one of the things that I did in my career is I blazed my own path. I remember when I was a P2, I met with my dean and I said, this is what I wanna do. I wanna combine fitness, pharmacy, light, like healthy living. Who do I mentor? Who do I model? And she said, that doesn't exist yet. <clears throat> but it doesn't mean you can't create it. And what I'm so in, like, inspired by you by is you did the same thing. You looked at sports, me sports medicine, pharmacy, which was a very new arena. Now there's like all this stuff. So what I want you to share with people is if you have a passion, but you don't really have a mentor that is like following in that footstep, or maybe you have a mentor that you, you don't know, but you know is out there. Mm -hmm. What I wanna ask you is how do you approach someone that is doing something similar so that you can learn and mentor from them that's not like in your immediate vicinity. Like they don't go to your school, you've never met them, because that's how we met. <laughs> so how do you do that? Because it is a scary thing, like going out, meeting someone you don't know, this and that. And then, so that's the first question is, how do you, how do you approach a mentor who is not in your immediate vicinity that you wanna learn from? Yeah, that's a great question, Adam. So I would say, um, to start off with, uh, during my first week of pharmacy school, P1 year, we had a, what we call engagement week or orientation week, one other schools might have it, and it was just consistently pounded into my head. Uh, it's not who you know, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. Your networking is key. Um, just get out there and meet as many people as you can and explore as much as you can. So I took that to my heart and I said, okay, 
I already know coming into school, I had a degree in undergraduate, undergraduate in athletic training uh, going into pharmacy school. I, I, so I knew coming in that I had that interest in sports medicine and I wanted to do something more than for just pharmacy, as you mentioned, and integrating sports medicine and pharmacy even further together. So I said, well, I looked around and I live in Iowa. I live kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's a flyover state, uh, as most people call it, but it's, 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 uh, it's home to me. But I realized if I want to get in the sports medicine and pharmacy space, I'm going to have to branch out a little bit further than most people would have in other situations. Yeah. So that's when I went to social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, and things like that. And throughout that whole process, starting my LinkedIn profile, getting active on so more active on social media, more intentional on social media, um, I was able to connect. Um, I just I, I actually just went down and sat down on my computer one day, went to LinkedIn and just typed in pharmacy and sports, pharmacies, fitness, pharmacy, sports medicine, pharmacy, XYZ, whatever you want. And basically anybody that came up with anything close to what I was imagining in my head, which is so much different than what it is for now. And that's just the beauty of things. Yes. And I just started sending out those feelers to people. And um, actually the biggest um, thing that I learned from you um, in our last talk was um, whenever you feel like you want to reach out to somebody and you want to make a connection with somebody, a valuable connection, and you put yourself out there, it's always a win-win situation. Yes. It's either you reach out and they respond back and say, hey, I'd love to have a coffee or a Zoom meeting in, this, in these days world or um, whatever the situation may say is, yes, I'd love to mentor you. I'd love to talk to you for 30 minutes. Or they don't respond to you or they say no. And then you think to yourself, why would I want that person to be a guide, guiding light in my life anyways? Yeah. So while they might be great at what they do, they might be just a little busy at the time, I don't want to mold my passions in my life towards that person based off of the their ability to give back at this moment. Yes. So that's been a huge thing for me, and that's been basically my guiding light through all the last three, four years of how I've approached people, how I've approached mentors. And with that, I found that the vast majority, 90 plus percent of pharmacists and pharmacy professionals that have at least a, a small percentage of what I'm interested in, they're always so willing and so passionate about giving back and mentoring and, and just helping the next wave of student pharmacists or next waves of young pharmacists. And I've just used that to my advantage, if you will. And uh, it's really just took off from there and the opportunities have been um, unlimited since then. Outstanding. And that, that's such key advice. That's definitely something you want to rewind and listen to again, <laughs> because the only thing stopping you from growing your dream career, from stepping into new territory is fear. Uh, it's a famous quote. Again, it's cliche, but it's so true. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. So what Keaton just shared is something that sounds like conceptually, but that's something that he did. And because he did it consistently, he's now literally blazing a trail in a totally new realm of pharmacy, fairly new, that he's like taking and verging to and crafting that to what he wants to create. Now, with that being said, you lay the groundwork to get mentorship from people who have followed a similar path. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times what students will find is they'll find a mentor that does something similar to what they want to do, but it's not exactly what they want to do. So they have like the, the groundwork, the general direction, but as far as getting specific and going into a, a field that they feel has not been created or established yet, maybe it's so new, maybe the way it's being approached isn't the way they want to approach it. How would, what, what advice could you give to people that have a desire to do something different, to blaze a trail and to create either a new niche or a profession that isn't, doesn't exist yet or isn't well established? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, the biggest thing for me, which has been helpful, <clears throat> considering my background has been inter interprofessional communication, reaching out to and leaving that, that safe world of just pharmacy and just pharmacists and 
if you have something that you want to accomplish in life, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a time when you're gonna have nobody to run to in, in your immediate circle that's gonna know exactly what you want to do. Yeah. That's when you branch out to those physicians, your athletic trainers in my situation, PAs, NPs, any health professional, public health, and that's when you reach out for their guidance and you pick a little bit of their brain, you pick a little bit of somebody else's brain, and you mold it all together and you make it your own. That's been the biggest key for me. That is key. So. This brings me to the next question. So what I'm doing is I'm putting myself in the mindset of either a pharmacy student or a pharmacist who's hearing what you're saying and like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I'll identify people. That gives me some clarity. But then they find the person, they land on the profile, it's a match, and then there's that message button. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up. What do I say? I don't know this person. They've got all these letters after their name, more degrees than a thermometer, and I'm just a student, what do I do? So what is the best way to initiate a cold conversation for someone you don't know, but who you want to know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's another great question. And for somebody that has re received several cold, cold call email, uh, messages on uh, LinkedIn, and you can just tell it's copy-paste, copy-paste, and buy this, <laughs> buy this, hey, I was interested in, your interested in your profile for no reason, actually, that you actually didn't find, you spent more than three seconds to get to know me. Um, I would say the, the biggest thing that's been helpful for me is just transparency and honesty. Um, when you reach out to somebody with integrity and just being truthful to who you are, um, again, more, more times than not, and majority of the time, people are going to take the time to look at that message and say, hey, this person cares, this person wants to learn. And in my experience, those people have always been uh, more than willing to give back and, and have a further conversation with me. And it's... And I understand the, the, the hesitancy. It's, it's easy to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a pharmacy student. I'm interested in what you're doing. These, these busy professionals are probably getting hundreds of these e emails or messages every day. But if you say, hey, I, if I did speak to you, if you met at a, at a meeting or you're on a Zoom link together, hey, I met you at here, bring that up. Uh, this is what I found interesting about your talk. Or I, I remember we talked about this and I wanted to pick your brain a little bit further. Just remembering the small details about that person and making it about them makes it so much more special to them and they, and they feel more attached to it. Uh, so they're much more willing to give back that I've experienced. Yeah, and that's spot on. So. The, the cool thing with this interview is you're getting two perspectives. You're getting someone that's really, you're growing your career and dude, you're so intentional, like you're crushing LinkedIn. Like every time I see a post, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, he listens to what I said. It's amazing, it's working. Um, so you have the experience of reaching out, but the other experience that I wanna give you that's invaluable is put yourself in the position of being the recipient mm -hmm. because you already are, I can guarantee, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just gonna say, I'm sure there's students that are reaching out to you, seeing what you're doing, asking this and that. And soon, like literally in a few months, you're going to be in a pharmacist role, now having students come to you. Um, me being a pharmacist for 10 years, I get DMs every single day from students. And here's literally what happens. Hey, I love what you're doing, I'd love to learn more. I'd be happy to help, what specifically can I help you with? And then I never get a reply. So just like generally interested, that's not really going to help either of us. But if you have a specific reason or a specific like, where do I start? Or if you're looking at how do I get like a specific question? If you ask a specific question, you're going to get a specific answer. If you ask a general question, <laughs> you're gonna get a general answer. So really the, the way to get the best answer is to frame the best question which is the, the simplest thing, and I know this sounds overly simplistic, but it's the quality of questions that we ask that determine the quality of life we live. Going specific to this, it's the quality of questions you ask that will create the career quality that you desire. So with that being said, 
if someone's reaching out from your perspective, from your experience, because I'm sure you've had awesome conversations, weird conversations, <laughs> um, conversations where like, I wish I didn't reach out to that person. <laughs> um, what have you found to be to start that conversation when you do reach out, when you make it about them, that framing? Um, what is a great question just to get people started that they can ask that will be specific, but not so specific that it eliminates any potential for having a fit conversation? Yeah, that's a, that's another good, good and hard question to answer. But I would say for me, it's, it's actually getting, spending that time to actually get to know that person. So again, going back to if you had mutual time together, um, spending that time actually being intentional, listening to them. Um, so having something to take away from that conversation and then spending more time researching that person, researching their career, and then finding that one or two things that, Hey, you did a residency here. Hey, Hey, you just did this incredible research project. I, that's also something I'm interested in. Would you be willing to talk more about that and people love to talk about research people love to talk about their stories that I've experienced in my in my in my experience um, so just being very intentional and very specific as you mentioned um, so I would just start off hey my name is Keaton I'm a student pharmacist um, this is what I'm interested in. I see you did XYZ event can you tell me more about that just being very point on and getting the conversation flowing instead of just overloading them with a general question or a vague question that they don't know how to take it or they can end up taking in a direction that you weren't actually intending on and and then just a, a slippery slope of negative effects there that's spot-on advice and, and as you're talking this brings me to a really awesome point so I'm a huge advocate for pharmacists and pharmacy students going to conferences like it's it's invaluable and if you're not doing it you're doing yourself a disservice and you're behind like mm -hmm. just straight up now my, I'm speaking from experience when I was a pharmacy student I ended up going to seven pharmacy conferences while I was a student but here's the value of social media and building your brand so a lot of you listening to this, whether you're a pharmacist or a student, you're hearing this stuff and you're thinking to yourself, I know I need to reach out, but it's awkward. It's cold calling. I don't want to bother them, this and that. Now, here's the beauty of this. That's how you feel online. How do you think you're going to feel in person at a conference, <laughs> let alone even go to a conference? So the value of building a brand and communicating through social media is that you establish rapport so that you have this online connection you quote feel like you know them so that when you see them in person it's like catching up with a long lost friend mm -hmm. and it's like well it's great to finally meet you in person we've been talking so long so it makes the in-person conversation easier which you definitely need to do i feel like pharmacy students you should go to at least two conferences as a student period minimum and it doesn't matter. I'm not saying you have to go to mid-year if you don't want a residency or you're not sure. Pick a conference that you're generally interested in. And it doesn't have to be some big national thing. Start local. Start with your state pharmacy association. But just get in the habit of going to conferences. Because here's the reality. When you graduate, you have a doctorate. So does everybody else. So how are you going to stand out? You have to have a personal brand and a personal brand is based on relationships in the context of the value that you bring from the expertise and experience that you have cultivated through the actions you've taken. So in order to get that started, it's very simple. Just start sharing on social media and just start connecting. And another block that people have, and I wanna ask you this, is okay, everyone's saying social media, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'll be relevant. Who am I? I'm just a student who cares what I have to say. There's so many other people. So I have a piece of advice, but I want to hear what you have to say of people that are hesitant to like 
be on social media, create content. Because if you're just on social, you're there, but you're not really, you don't really exist. Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of it is to provide value and build relationships. So for students or pharmacists that feel they're too late to the game, I, I missed the boat, uh, you know, it's too late for me, things like that. Students think that too. So if someone is thinking about building a presence on social media, starting to build their brand, what do you think is an effective first step for them in terms of what to post, what types of context, just getting started to that process? Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, before we dive into the question, I would say that that's another big lesson that I learned from you right away is the, the value of a personal brand. And I've taken that to heart myself and uh, that's what I, what I keep in mind with every decision and every, especially in my social media presence about who I am. And because of those intentional decisions that I've made through LinkedIn and uh, Instagram, things like that, I've been uh, gifted so many opportunities. I've received an internship because of my involvement on uh, LinkedIn. I, my current job uh, right now I have because of LinkedIn and my, being present on social media and just showing up to events and things like that. And I've met so many incredible people, including you, of course. Publication. Uh, publication. Speaking opportunities. Speaking opportunities. Podcast. <laughs> this dude's a student, yo. <laughs> a student. Like, this blows my mind. But what a, the reason I wanted to share this is so many people feel like, oh, easy for you. You've been a pharmacist 10 years. This dude's not a pharmacist yet, but he started early. It wasn't comfortable to come up to a conference you've never been before to see a dude you never met before, but you did it because you just you you had so much passion and you had so much vision for what you wanted to create your your future for that the the vision and the passion was stronger than the fear and that's really what you have to create to override and tip the scale mm -hmm. so that it's not waiting till you get comfortable it's not waiting till you the fear goes away it's moving forward in the face of fear and that's what's called courage. Mm -hmm. So sorry to interrupt, but I just had to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, but yeah, so my advice for students or pharmacists that haven't quite yet take that jump into social media, uh, my biggest thing is just being transparent and uh, don't make it about you. Um, you, t you take that, that, that cool event you went to or that cool opportunity that somebody gave you and, and you post about it, you post a picture of it and you, you're smiling faces and everything like that. But you, the, then you take that opportunity to explain to people what you got out of that and who gave it to you and how, and how that's going to help you in your future give back to other people and how that event helps you and your community and things like that. Just transparency, honesty. Um, people love to see that. That, that, yeah. that's, that was my biggest hang up too. And then I start received, started receiving feedbacks. Oh, I love what you're posting. I love, I love hearing from your student perspective. Uh, you're doing all these unique things. And that's only because I had the courage to, to start posting those things. And, and again, I'll, I understand that it's scary to do that right away. And I, I got started slow. I started reposting things, just interacting with people, leaving small comments here and then. And, and then you just build up that courage over time. And you, you post your first stone full of typos and everything like that. And it just goes up from there. And that courage and the, the ball just keeps rolling and rolling. And um, you just you get better at it, you get more confidence. Um, and then you just keep on going. That's brilliant advice and spot on with what I was going to suggest. So back to the question, it's, I know I need to be on social, but I'm scared. I don't know what to post. Who's going to listen to me? I'm an imposter. Like I'm just a quote, just a student, which is BS. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy, like for real. Um, but I think the easiest way to start is once you've done the process that Keaton shared of connecting with people, building rapport, you don't want to just like take, take, take in the DMs. You want to give and, and actually like do it authentically rather than just like, oh, I did this, so you owe me that. Give unconditionally. 
like come from a heart posture of unconditional love because you generally want to learn from this person. So that uh, goes right into how I get started on posting on social. On LinkedIn, you share the post for the person you're connecting with that is relevant to like something you're genuinely interested in. So literally there's content already made, you just share it. Now what you do, or you can do, is add a couple sentences of your thoughts and insights on it. What's going to happen is obviously that person, uh, my, my likelihood is if you've had conversations, they'll be appreciative, say thank you and whatnot, but that will invite other people into the conversation. That will start to highlight things that are of interest and that will generate ideas for you to create your own content. So you can start sharing, you can then, that'll then lead to creating your own content. And here's what's magical with this process. It's gonna create confidence. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now, being a pharmacist 10 years, speaking all over the world, coaching people that are students, pharmacists, uh, brand new to their career, 20 years in the career, 40 years in the career, the number one factor that determines success or failure is self-confidence self-belief that's not saying you have to get rid of fear that's not saying that you have to be perfect it's saying that you have to have a belief in yourself of what you want is worth pursuing and that you are qualified to do it not because you have all the answers not because you have all the degrees but because you have the passion in your heart to go forward and do what's necessary to find a way it's not saying you have to have the way it's saying you have to be committed to pursuing the way and making progress towards it. So I have a big question for you, dude. This is putting you on the spot. How do you feel a pharmacy student can develop self-confidence enough to start the process of networking, which we talked about the word networking, <laughs> building, a, building an intentional brand and being intentionally engaged in your career development instead of just showing up and going to class, which is important, but we're talking about really diving into purpose-driven career placement? Yeah, that is an incredible question. And I think the first thing that comes to my head is, one, just showing up. Uh, as a student, if you show up to events or you show up to meetings with your professors, and with that, start, I would just start local. Start at your college of pharmacy. Show up to those local organization events. Show up to those things that you are least interested in or that you think you might have an interest in. If you show up consistently, people are going to notice that. Yeah. And people are going to connect with you. Hey, you showed up to a pediatric meeting a few times. Oh, you're interested in pediatrics. Oh, the president of the organization. Like, hey, I, my mentor is a pediatric pharmacist. Let me introduce you. And, and you can have that further conversation. So utilizing those those pre-existing relationships that you have or those ones that are built into your pharmacy school are invaluable to getting you started along the way. Uh, just getting involved, showing up, um, and not being afraid to be the one person during the meeting to ask a question because people are gonna remember that. Yep. Like, hey, you were, that, you, were that guy, you were that guy, that girl that asked me a question afterwards. What do you think about this? Yep. What do you think about this? I would love to discuss this further with you. Let's grab a coffee. And that molds into a, a relationship of itself. And then that goes into, hey, I know this other person that's interested in this. I think you might, I might think, I think you might like them even more. Let me connect you. Yes. And it just builds from there. And it's, it's the beauty of a successful network that you spent time building the relationships with to make it strong. Spot on. Conversation, especially if you're consistent, keeps you top of mind. So when an opportunity comes up, they're like, oh yeah, Keaton, let's connect. Let's send them a message or whatnot. So it's that consistency. So that, that's the biggest piece of advice is a lot of students feel like in order to do this brand thing, in order to stand out, I have to do these intense things. I have to get three more degrees after I graduate, right? I have to go to national conferences and speak, right? But it's, I can't stress this enough. 
consistency trumps intensity every day of the week. So if for you, manageable consistency is posting once a week, do that. If, it's, if you wanna get into blogging, but you can only commit to one a month, do that, but make sure it's really good. <laughs> so whatever you can realistically stick to, consistency is the key. Don't worry about doing extreme things or like outshadowing anyone else. Focus on what can you do from where you are now to take one step forward in the direction you want to land in. That's really the, the, the secret sauce, in, in my opinion. So um, with that being said, lots of value here. I have three more questions to top this off. I'm really excited because like I said, Keith and I met in person for the first time three years ago in his home city. Um, and during that time, I was like, I asked him like, you came to hear me speak, where do you live? And you're like, around. I'm like, well, how far? And you said like, I drove two and a half hours to hear you. I'm like, what? So because of that, like I've never met a pharmacy student, number one, that driven, number two, at that age to take that massive action with faith. Like I was like, holy crap. So I wasn't gonna just be like, okay, see you later. I was like, dude, whatever you wanna know, like let's dive into a coaching session right now. What questions do you have? How can we dive in? So we talked for a good, what, like hour, right? About like your goals, your dreams, your fears, all the stuff. And in that time, I told you things. And here's what I, I wanna reflect on. What were the things I told you that you thought were like, didn't matter, like that's kind of dumb, but it ended up being like, that actually is spot on advice. What were the things that I told you that you did and you were like, wow, this really helped a lot. And what were the things that might not have been brought up that you learned in a different arena that you wish you knew more of and you want other students to hear on this podcast? So. What are the things that sounded fluffy, but ended up being exactly what were the needle movers? Mm -hmm. What were the things that you heard, you acted on, and you're glad you did? And what were the things that you wish you knew that you put into practice sooner? Yeah, uh, so first thing, uh, the thing that I heard the most from you, and um, which I was, I was a little bit more uh, believed into it um, than most people at the time, but it was still a little bit of fluff, was the whole idea of a personal brand. And um, going through my first year of pharmacy school, it's like, okay, personal brand, la, yeah, yeah, it's all this <laughs> talk, talk, talking head, okay, what's, what's this guy actually about? And then I understood that people, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. Yeah. And again, it comes back to building up that personal brand, building up that credibility in what you want to do. And that all goes along with yeah, your presence on social media, your presence when at those conferences and, and your lack of presence and, when, and what people are saying about you and what people think about you when, when they do think about opportunities for you. So personal brand has been so key. Uh, again, it's opened up so many doors for me in my last few years of pharmacy school. Um, and I am so thankful for that lesson that you've taught me and re reintegrated into my head uh, so early on my p1 year um i wouldn't be here today if i wasn't i wouldn't be going to dc uh, if i if it wasn't for the the person that that's helped me be along my journey is the importance of that um what i um i don't remember the second question oh, the second <laughs> question is what is something where you heard and you're like that makes sense i'm going to do that and you did it and you're like yep that was spot on advice yeah it, was, it goes back to the the reaching out to somebody is always a win-win situation again i think as students or young professional it's so so easy to get caught up in oh this person's a, a chief pharmacy officer oh this person's a ceo oh this person's a founder untouchable untouchable this person has no time for me there's no reason that me as a peon should should even think about talking to this person breathing the same air <laughs> and then you're like no if they say yes they say yes if they say no it's still a yes so that was that just clicked for me i was like 
all right, I'm going to, yep, that's going to do it. And I've, I've led with that mentality in every single conversation I've had so far um, since that moment. So that's been another huge aspect to me. Um, and then what's something that you learned in your own journey that you kind of had to discover for yourself? And you're like, this is key. I wish I knew this earlier. More students need to know this. Yeah, it's the idea of, while yes, at the at the end of the day, and it's only a little piece of it, we're competing against each other for those final jobs and things like that, is we, we you don't have to do it alone. You can't do it alone. You have to have those strong relationships. You have to have that strong friend group, those people that you can rely on to get you through those low days. And then you have, and then yourself, you can, you, you, as you're having a high day, you can help those friends and those people that are important to you through their low days. And those just, one, those low days make you a better person because you know you can get through them. You can have a hard week at school. You can uh, get a, a bad grade on a test or you can flunk an assignment, whatever it is. But just knowing that those lows are going to become highs eventually because you have that strong friend group around you um, that want to help you, help, want to see you win and that you want to see win as well is critical. And yeah, those hives of highs just teach you that while there's, you always have more to give. If people down there uh, that are in their lowest of lows, you can help pull them up and you can help bring them back to a good headspace. Uh, just having those strong relationships and strong people in your life that matter so much to you and being able to rely on them. Um, I, it's not a competition at the end of the day. We're all just living lives. We're all just humans. We're not competing against each other. We need to help each other uh, be the happiest we can be. I love that. I'm going to challenge you though. A lot of times we say it's not a competition. Yes, it's not a competition against other people. Yeah. But when you shift that and say it's a competition of me versus the best version of myself, what you end up doing is leveling up, setting a higher standard and saying, how can I develop so that I can help other people? Because the secret to living is giving. So when you really become a person of abundance and just so much knowledge, like not perfection, you've got a long way to go. Like all of us do, I do too. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you set up and set that standard of how can I learn? I go to this conference, I meet these people, I, I, I push through the fear. I do the things few people are willing to do so that I get the results few people are going to get so that I can learn those lessons and share them with other people and coming full circle. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> so you can literally live that truth. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm super, super proud of you. Fist bump to that. Um, but with all that being said, those are the main questions. Otherwise we could be here all day. <laughs> um, but any final thoughts, anything else you want to uh, leave people with? Um, I would just say if you're just getting started, or you're afraid of anything, just, just, just find that person that cares about you as a mentor. Um, and they'll, they'll just help you through so many things as you've helped me, Adam. Um, I'm so grateful that I, decided to, to take off that two-hour drive and come to <laughs> I'm so glad you decided not to just shove me to the side as anybody easily could have and uh, you, you you took that time to give back to me when I think you were you had dinner plans that night and you just found some time for me and um, that that day was instrumental in my career and um, I can't wait to be in a position uh, to give back to students and just keep paying it forward and so yeah biggest advice is just find the find those people that care about you and um, keep on keeping on that's right, man. Pay it forward. Uh, when you do that, that you, you see what happens. Like this is just, it's a huge example, but you can be that example. You can be the next person telling the story. It all depends on what you choose to do. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be scary, but is it worth it, dude? Absolutely. There it is from his mouth. <laughs> all right, guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin signing off from the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast with the one and only Keaton Higgins, PharmD C, soon to be PharmD. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Hi guys, everyone has been telling me, I don't run any ads. That's because I want you to have a great listening experience. But I do wanna ask you one thing in return. 
Do you know anyone who could benefit from listening to this show? If so, please share it with them, message it to them, get in the DMs, tag them in a post, take a screenshot of this episode and put it on your stories. Share it wherever you share stuff with the world to the people that you care about because I wanna bring as much value as possible to as many of you as possible. We all wanna see healthcare change and that begins with you. All right, so your recommendation goes a very long way in helping other people match to the strategies I share in this podcast, which is the only reason that I do this.